It's a film with three brains. 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 Oh my god, you guys are freaks. Eat hurts, doesn't it? You can't believe what fell. All your dreams just hops down the fucking drain. Your fate is sitting right beside you. That ace could not have helped you. I bet it all. didn't help me. I flopped the nut straight. Motherfucker! You blew your nut! Motherfucker! That is it! That's it? What the fuck are you talking about? That's it? Take it back, then! Yet. No more! No! Not tonight! This son of bitch all night! He chick, chick, chick! He tripped me! Well, you feeling satisfied now, Teddy? Because I can go on busting you up all night. Niet! Niet! He beat me. Straight up. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Hello and welcome to the film with Three Brains. I am Sean in Chicago. And I'm Conan Maple, New Jersey. Oi, Sam in San Francisco. <laughs> Thanks for keeping it brief, Sam, since we had uh, New Jersey going along there. Um, we are going to talk about another casino movie, but this one is specifically about poker. It's called Rounders, 1998, directed by John Dahl and stars Matt Damon and Edward Norton. And it's a, it's a ba- it's basically about Texas Hold'em, but they play all sorts of poker games. And I guess it's called rounders. They don't really dwell on this point, but they say rounders are kind of like hopping from place to place to find high stakes games. Well, that's also guys who make a living playing poker. I think. Yeah. Is it? Doesn't matter if you're if you stay in one area or move around. Ah, unclear. Hmm. Well, I mentioned that I watched it a lot. I have. <laughs> I watched it again. I didn't just you know. I didn't just Princess Bride it like I did, I did the first <laughs> episode I ever did. Um, and um, I don't know if I caught anything extra this time, but I definitely tried to, you know, keep pay attention and not just enjoy Because I think I watched this movie because I just enjoy it. I just, mm-hmm. it's one of those movies that, um, I don't know. I, I just enjoy the the performances i mean there are some that are over the top like john malkovich um but even that is kind of you know, like i used to, i think the first time i saw it um i was like whoa that's crazy over the top that's is that even supposed to be russian and but i've seen it so many times that now it's like i just it's part of the appeal of it you know like yeah <laughs> how silly it is um but what about you guys how, how often have you seen it when did you see it stuff like that sam you want to go first yeah, because this is only my second time seeing it. I saw Uh-oh. it when it came out, and then I saw it now. And um, I didn't remember most of it. Um, cool. Yeah, so it was fun to watch. I was a little distracted by how often it seemed that Matt Damon 
uh, had lipstick on and Edward Orton just a couple times. <laughs> and I don't know if it's my TV, but sometimes their lips were unnaturally pink. I don't know. Did you guys notice that? I didn't. No. Uh, yeah, it was bizarre. But anyway, um, you know, I, I was, so before we, before I started the movie, um, you know, when you mentioned it last time, I took a look at just to see like, oh, I got to, you know, I put it up on IMDb and, and um, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, mm. Yet those are our uh, plugs for the day. We are being paid to mention them. Um, but the uh, thing that it was that I noticed was that it's actually pretty like middle of the road reviews as far as like total, like, you know, in the 70 percent range, not. 85 or 90 because i remember thinking oh, i thought this was a really good movie like i thought people really liked it and all mm -hmm. that so i was kind of surprised to see where it was um but watching it i was like oh it's 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 still a good movie um you know i can pick on it a little bit later but but i still do. enjoyed it cool what about you Cole? uh what? yeah i mean i i've seen it this is probably maybe like the fourth or fifth time I've seen it. I would say I saw it when it came out in the theaters. I assume I rented it when it came out on tape after that. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I think I've seen it once or twice since, um, there was, uh, there wasn't anything I didn't remember, but with, you know, the benefit of a few years having passed and, and sort of, you know, having lived in New York for 20 years, now and watching it and sort of having a, a, a deeper library of other films and shows and shit, you know, that have come out since maybe the, you know, it came out on video or the last time I saw it. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there are a few things that struck me that never did before. Hmm. Like how fucking absurd this entire movie is, you know, <laughs> like the whole, the whole premise is just ridiculous. It's just this total fucking fantasy, you know. I mean, it's really entertaining, and I really enjoy watching it. Do you think it's the law it. school stuff? Like, do you think it? It's no, silly you, I no? don't think it's the law school stuff. It's the well, fucking this like underground what? world of of poker players, and and you know this really? weird. I mean, basically, we're watching John Wick, but they're poker players instead of assassins. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, like you don't think that this... exists? No, <laughs> no I totally do. Well, have you know. guys seen um, what's that movie with? Um, she sets up the it's it's uh what's just somebody's game yeah just Chastain yeah, Jess, Chastain. yeah. Oh, I yeah. never saw that which is based on a book Mo which Molly's is based game? on the yes but which is based is the true story of the woman who was busted by the I can't remember CIA or FBI whatever it was mm -hmm. yeah. for running this very thing and they never they never divulge who the movie star was who but everybody says it's Leonardo DiCaprio oh yeah. Wait, you mean the one in, in Hollywood that ruins lives? Yes. No, I heard it was uh, Tobey Maguire. Oh, even? That's yeah. interesting. Amy's brother told me Aren't that. Aren't they like, like besties anyway? Yeah, actually, they are They are in the same little rat, rat pack, whatever you would call that. Crap pack, whatever you're <laughs> Crap pack. <laughs> no, there's a name for them. <laughs> They're like, I just, anyway. look, well, yeah. okay, to that end, I would say, yeah, I'm sure there are like illegal poker games going on here and there or whatever, or, or maybe, you know, I don't know. It's just... Everything about this felt like. Why is the Russian mob involved? Well, that's that's what I was. You know, up like because everything about it just feels so fantastical. In Molly's game, there is a Russian mob, and that's yeah. that is based on real life. So, I don't, I can't get any. <laughs> so in Molly's game, is yeah. she just a lady who's running like an underground casino? 
Yes, but she but there's more to it than that, and she starts it in L.A. I think, and then moves it to New York, and it gets yeah. it gets out of hand after a while. She didn't. It doesn't. She didn't try to get into the mafia. The mafia sort of got weaseled their way in. It's a good book. Yeah, um, and the movie's oh, yeah. decent too. But the book, I, I like the book better as usual. Um, but yeah, because to me she, that just sounds like gambling's illegal, so someone has a black market casino. Yes, but. This, this bizarre is. network that they've created for rounders where they get together and they're like, well, there's that game in here and there's that game here and there's that game here and there's those guys upstate and this thing over here. Like, what are you talking about? Okay. I, I will agree that it seemed a little weird that if they're all professional gamblers, that why would they all show up to play each other and take each other's money all the time? I thought yeah, that seemed right. weird. But then when they go to, like, the Taj, I was like, well, it would make sense that they're all there, but it also doesn't make sense they would all sit at the same table. Well, they right. mentioned that, though. They said that. Yeah. Like, you know, we could, if we wanted to take each other's roles, we could have just stayed at home. Yeah. Right. And they were about to disperse when some fish joined them, and they're like, oh, okay. You know? Yeah. Right. I don't have a problem with that scene at all. Anyway, yeah. I don't think it's that fantastical. I think it's... it's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that that I also, wasn't... I also feel like... Funny. Every almost every bit of slang they they're sort of slinging around mm -hmm. is totally made up. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. See, no, all of okay. it. Well, here's what here's what I'm. When I started watching this movie, I thought the same thing. I'm like, there's so much crap. There's no way they're just. This is all real stuff. But having watched it so many times, I've actually learned just about everything. Like even the like in in the poker game of life, women are the fucking rake, you know. And he's like, what are you mm -hmm. talking about? And I never understood that line well, until no, but that until Molly's the, game was like, oh, the rake no, is know, what I mean, the, the game the, set, the person that sets it up gets that money. No, no, no. I know there. Like, I understand that. That's split not versus I, wired. Well, what do you mean? Which that's one? not what I mean. I'm not talking about actual poker terms. Okay. I just mean like Matt Damon's, you know, his monologuing. <laughs> oh. Like, he just okay. drops these silly sounding slang words and stuff. You know, and never explains them, which I, I, is kind of charming. But it's also like, what, uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know? I can't I can't think of any specific examples, but I'm not I'm not talking about, you know, I'm not talking about like gambling and poker terminology or like, okay. you know, or like loan sharking. You know, all that stuff is all stuff you've heard before. But there's a lot. There's a few points are like, what is all this shit? He's spewing. It's like, I feel like he's just making it up. <laughs> and no one knows because, you know, it's like. If this okay, if this world exists, it is an extremely narrow niche that most people will never experience. So they wouldn't know if it's yes. real or not anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, it's. I think okay. that's why. Go ahead. You, let's, you, let's explain it. <laughs> let's go back in time a little bit to the 1990s, and mm -hmm. let's actually use a resource, you know, the interns, and see what they know. Okay. So, all right, so. The history is that the longest operating underground poker clubs have been were in New York City, mm -hmm. and two of them people knew about and never did anything about. One of them was called the Diamond Club, and the other was the Mayfair Club, and those were the the like the proving grounds for people who became professional poker players. Mm -hmm. There's like a whole list of them, and when Giuliani was mayor. He actually said that was one of the things he wanted to do was was to shut down some of these clubs, part of the law and order campaign mm -hmm. crap. Mm -hmm. And he did. But then they like two years later, they came back and they had some other ones. One of them was called PlayStation on that. 
and A-Rod, if you remember him, mm -hmm. actually got busted for playing in those clubs and along with some other famous people who would come. So the Rounders was on, was an actual club on West 25th Street. Um, so that's what Flatiron District that was in existence and, and got busted in the early 2000s. So all of this world does exist. It might be a small number of people and all that, but I'm guessing, I, I don't know, it, it didn't, didn't, didn't go far enough. I'm guessing some of the slang and all that came out of came out of, the, out of out of all of this. The, they must have talked to someone. I don't think that they just made up all this stuff. Maybe. Yeah, it, it's, it sounds very believable. Even though the Chesterfield and the, the way that they talk about it so, you know, so uh, fluidly, I, it makes me either believe that it's real or they're doing a really good job selling me on it. But, I mean, I thought you were going to say stuff like the New York kind of looks weird in this movie because I think they made it stylized in a certain way. Oh, yeah, they made it stylized like it's even 20 years earlier. It looks more like it's, like, the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. It's... I mean, there's not, a, there's not a lot of exteriors either. That's true. You know, most like of Like, under a bridge here or yeah, there's... Yeah, I mean, they probably just shot street. Street for, you know, a couple of weeks to get all their exteriors, and they probably shot everything yeah. in a soundstage in L.A. or something. Well, I said that, like, the, the Elks, where, where the state troopers were, that was actually New Jersey in a, at an Elks club, and... I mean, yeah, I don't think there was anything egregious or, I mean, not that I know you would know, but, yeah. <laughs> but you didn't have any problem with any of that stuff. No, or no, the, no, no, none of that. No. I, 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 at one point I thought, boy, they really should be a lot bloodier for how much they got the shit beat out. Oh especially, yeah. Especially Worm. Like yeah. he, he got the shit beat out of him twice. And then when they were at Atlantic City, he was already like, there's no, no scars or anything. I was like, huh. Did they just film yeah. this in a weird order or um, whatever? I mean, I, I like uh, that, that you just reminded me of something about it's like a, it's sort of a gripe, but it's also something I like, which I'll explain. But like he Edward Norton is such such a colossal fuck up. It's hard to believe that anyone's judgment is this bad, mm. you know, but yeah. I really I really like his, you know, when they have the argument after they get their ass kicked at the Elks Club by the cops and they have their argument mm -hmm. in the parking lot. Yep. And I love the way he explains it, you know? He just, you know, how he just says, you know, you you do this, you do that, that's who you are, and yeah. I don't. <laughs> I'm like, a piece of not, shit. And, yeah, he's yeah. like, that's not who I am, and I see the angle, and I'm going to go for it, and I don't give a shit. <laughs> he's like, yeah. I don't see the big picture. <laughs> he's basically admitting he's a fucking moron. He's just like, that's just the way it is, and I'm never going to change. Yeah, like, and he's I, like, I can, I can appreciate that. <laughs> you don't think. He's like, no, I just don't think like you, you know? Yeah. He's admitting that, yeah, I, I just, there's something different about me, and I, I know it's... Not right, but that's the way I that's the way I live. Yeah, or like the fact that he gets a tattoo of an ace up on his arm. <laughs> <laughs> like, if anyone was worried about, like, hmm, does he look like a, a shark? And then I see a tattoo like that, they'd be like, oh, get this guy out of here. Yeah. I I find I I think I'm have a similar viewpoint. Like that, I think the whole point is to be really frustrated with Worm because mm -hmm. because Mike has. Lost his relationship, basically lost his shot at at a at a law degree. Um, you know he's lost a lot, and he's lost a lot of money. Like, yeah, good grief. I mean that this the way that he yeah plays on credit and take then takes the credit like that's so frustrating. Yeah. Um. So, but all that stuff is to build to Mike's decision 
about what's you know what is he going to do like if, if you know he he backs him as far as he possibly could he keeps yeah and it's because you know he in the beginning worm went went to jail and kept his mouth shut for him you know and that was the that was what the loyalty he was trying to repay yeah so the question is did, was he worth it you know did worm really go to jail for him or did worm got kicked out of school for him well that's the part i was i, I don't think he went to jail for him well no he didn't but he did go to jail and he did keep his mouth shut yes and he could have ratted him out yep so he so he definitely references that it's a little unclear even this even as many times as i've seen i'm still unclear on like yeah how old are these guys are they 20 mid 20s like if he's still in law school yeah then he's got to be early 20s and so if they went straight from the academy to he went to jail and he and and mike went to school and it's it's unclear but I'm he, guessing but there were you know, some years in between. There should be, because they don't but, look like they're 22 or anything. They look right. older. Um, but yeah, that's the... that's the. If you have never seen this movie, um, you know, that's the gist of it, is that, that Mike McDermott is in law school and has um, sort of a promising future ahead of him, but he, you know, his his fortunes change because his buddy Worm is getting out of jail and he, you know, they they're... The stories are their stories are intertwined until pretty much the end. Um, but I don't know. I I mean it's it's um I, I ask myself this every time I watch it. I'm like, is it you know? Do I don't watch this because I really like the poker? Am I learning about poker? Is it just the and and the one thing I keep every time I see it, I think about this is the the scenes with Petrovsky, who's yeah. one of our Dumble Ups. Um, help me out here. What's his name? Martin Landau. Martin Landau. Yeah. Are are really effective to me. I don't, I can't yeah. I can't explain it better than that. Like that 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 the way he talks about the yeshiva and his you know his choices in life and the way that that's supposed to be important to Mike. You know maybe it's a little heavy handed, but I just it just really seals the deal for me somehow. Sure. It's like because if it's not if it's if without him without this fatherly figure, then it's just you know two idiots running around the city yeah. losing money everywhere. Well, that's yeah. the thing that makes it interesting to me is, is that, you know, there's a couple of themes in the movie and one of it is like, you know, how much do you owe an old, old friend, you know, kind of, and mm-hmm. how much do you, how much do you stay friends with an old friend who, as life goes on, you go two different directions. Like, <laughs> I don't know. When are you going to drop me? <laughs> I, well, that's the thing. Is I'm like, I'm like, like, us three losers have been together since we're, you know, you know, 12 years old, but whatever. Uh, but even before that, but, um, you know, so that there's that issue and, you know, and then there's, you know, the theme that his girlfriend's teaching him is like, you know, you know, you have to dump a losing hand and, you know, that, that he, you know, as soon as you know it's a losing hand, you know, get out, which he is really slow to learn himself <laughs> yeah. with his own until his friend screws him and screws him and screws him and screws him. Right. Um, so there's that whole element of the movie. But then the thing that I thought was that I, I caught this time, which I don't remember ever thinking about, was this first part of the movie sets up that he was a gambling addict. And he lost all this money and now he's not allowed to gamble anymore. And he has a girlfriend who doesn't even trust him to not mm. gamble anymore. And she's kind of like a wet blanket in that regard because of like, like, Hey, if every time I showed up late 
somewhere I'd, and I was going to question, did you go gamble? You know, like it just <laughs> it felt a little, little harsh there. But anyway, so, so but it sets up that he is potentially a gambling addict mm. and that that's an issue. But then you get Martin Lando, which you mentioned coming in as a fatherly figure, tells this story. But the story is about following your destiny and who you're supposed to be. You mm -hmm. know, not he was becoming who, you know, that Martin Lando became who he was supposed to be in his mind, not what his parents expected him to be. And that was a huge deal. And so in this case, you're like, you're all of a sudden, it's not like, wait, he's not a gambling addict. He's a guy who's a really good gambler who had a bad loss is that is the change of story you know the, yeah. the rewriting of our, our view of him because if you know our view of him through the eyes of the girlfriend is he's got a problem and in the view through martin lando who sees like you know sees him do his fancy tricks reading the whole table is like hey if you have something you're supposed to be doing that's not law school you should go do it right and he's like I, a faculty advisor and he's telling him like basically don't <laughs> give up this lost law, law school stuff, you know, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which, is, which makes it even more compelling, but it, which is in, it makes it compelling, but it's also based on one little incident. You know what I mean? Like, like if, you know, well, it's true. Yeah. If you can he read had one foot it, out the door, he, had, he was late for, he moved, uh, mock court and, you know, he, he screwed no, up. he was screwing up yeah. I get it. Yeah. But I mean, I, I don't know to me, I, you know, I passed out at one of the first surgeries I ever did, and my attending was like, I don't think this is the, you know, career for you, you know, like, <laughs> like oh, come on, because at one time, you know, <laughs> like, I passed out more than that at concerts, you know, so. You fall over at a patient one time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just, I I just saw, so, so what's the, you know, is he an addict or is he, is he just a really talented guy? And like, I mean, clearly when he lost the 30,000, he wasn't outplayed. He, mm. The cards were, he was out dealt. And I don't, I don't know if you read well, all the tri trivia about this, but, but, you know, he, they actually went and played in the world series of poker, you know, the, did you read this story? Yeah. When he went to the high stakes yeah. table and with, um, yeah. Yeah, he went to the high stakes table through a guy. He had pocket Royal kings. Brunson. Yeah. Yeah. And he lost. But he <laughs> lost because the guy had pocket aces, not because he was a bad player or something. Like you just right. someone just got dealt a better hand than you. It's some it like like you're not gonna you know, no one's gonna drop pocket aces. I think there's right. also a lot to be said about the way that him versus Kanish. Like you're you're seeing two versions of the same game. Like Yeah, which is great. Mike is is, That's is, good is has talent and he knows it and he said and he keeps telling everyone like this isn't about luck it's a skill it's a skill game and then Kanish who doesn't make any really grand statements about the game he just knows you don't get too far out over your skis you know you you make you make enough money to live uh don't get too cocky everybody goes bust it happens to all of us it's you know but there are ebbs and flows to the game like he's he's like the realist and Mike is the yeah. dreamer and I think the dream the dream of he says, like, you know, I was thinking about, you know, Vegas and the top, you know, whatever. He was thinking about what was ahead of him instead of the hand that he was playing. And he was so mm -hmm. sure that he was going to, you know, he was milking it and all that stuff. And he, he never, it never occurred to him um, that he was, he was the sucker, you know, that he was behind the eight ball in that situation. And I think that's, that's got to resonate with anybody who's played poker for, at all, you know, for any length of time that, that you're going to get in those situations. You could be the best player in the world and you're still going to have 
pocket kings to somebody's pocket aces. It's just, that's how it goes. Yeah. But it's what you do with it or how often you, or, you know, it's, it's just a crazy game. But I, I really like the, the way that they, and, and then you can throw in worms perspective, which is, yeah, I want the angle. I'm, you know, I'm not the sucker. I, I'm, I'm here to take money from the suckers, but his, he's so hell bent on being better and, and, tricky and clever and stuff that he he won't play anything straight and i think that's the extreme version of both of them it's like that you know you gotta have some respect for the game and i think mike mcdermott learns some respect for the game you know as well and a few other things as well but all these ver- I, all, all these little different versions of of the game is what i appreciate too um and i want to go back to the, the girlfriend because I mentioned uh, last time I was like, well, this is a, it seems like a guy movie. And I think the reason it feels like, well, I mean, sure. I, I think I know more guys that, that seem to watch this and it, um, watch it more than once, but also because I think the women are a little shallow as characters. I oh, think, sure. Oh yeah. You know, They're very two dimensional, very two dimensional. Yes. And, and she, even though I think, I think her character is, is, is kind of forthright and, and sort of, um, I don't know. What, anyway, just she's she says what she means, and she did. You know, she followed through. She's like, you know, you, you know, you you lost everything in the old days, but you, at least you never lied to me. You know, she she stuck to her principles. But then at the very end of the movie, when they they have their little moment of goodbye, you know, he's like, "How are you?" And she's like, eh, "I'm how I am," or something like that. You know, it's they paint her character as the stick. Like I think you Sam said, "stick in the mud" or whatever, the wet blanket. But she's doing nothing wrong. I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't think she's. She shouldn't be painted as the villain, but you feel like she's the villain somehow because it's just more of a male-oriented movie, I guess. And yeah, yeah. and Petra, the the other, well, the only other woman in the movie, but really, um, she's she is a good poker player herself, but she's only, you know, in the plot as far as you know, it's it's how she really relates to the other characters, not heard as a poker player on her own yeah it's just you know it's a male dominated thing even though like um jennifer tilly is a is a good really good player um but you wouldn't like if you looked at her as an actress you'd think there's no way she's good at poker you know like if you if you stereotypically um judgmental about it you're like you know why oh she's good at poker like well, yeah of course you know anybody can be good at poker it's not like it's a Anyway, I just, it's just, it's, it, that's my, my gripe about the whole thing is that it's too male dominated. Yeah. Also, Even for I those mean, days. I mean, Gretchen Mole has, has a purpose in this and it's, you know, basically just to give Matt Damon a reason to have basically, you know, conflict. Yeah. You know, between playing poker or not, because if Gretchen Mole's not in it, he never stops playing poker and there's not much of a movie. Right. You know, and that's unfortunate right, right. for her as a character, as an actress, because she doesn't really have a whole lot to work with. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like her, her her role could have been far more interesting if she was written a little bit, if there's a little bit meatier role, if she was a little more involved. Mm-hmm. You know, and and maybe it it wasn't just it, it, if motivations were a little stronger. You know, not just like. Well, that's that's part of the problem with this is that they make her, like you said, they make her be the bad guy. But if he actually, if they're like really in love and 
she seems like a supportive partner, then it should make this whole thing a lot harder of a decision as to what to do. Yeah. Because he's not yeah. only giving up law school, he's giving her up. Oh, yeah. But when... Well, yeah. <laughs> she gave I, him up, though. I mean, yeah. He, I thought it had been a lot more interesting yeah, if, yeah. if, like, at the Elks Club, they got, like, really, really seriously hurt. And, like, the guys destroyed their car, and they, like, call her. Mm. You know, and she comes to get them and, like, you know, whatever. I don't know. And, like, you know, like, get rushed to the hospital and shit. Or, or she shows up and, like, talks them down from, like, killing them, you know, or beating them. Whatever. Just having her involved in a real way instead of just being on the sidelines watching going, hmm, well, you were out all night, you know. Right. To where she, where she could have, you know, maybe have a real sort of discussion with him about, you know, maybe it's not the cards. Maybe it's all the horse shit that comes with it, you know. Hmm. You know, all these, these fucking rob, rob, Russian mobsters and shit and, like, hustling guys and getting their ass kicked when they get caught and... You know, and Worms his best friend and, and did something really great for him, but Jesus Christ, like like you guys are saying, like when does that obligation end? Yeah. And then they can have a conversation and then a conversation ensues about him and Worm, you know, like what is it? Where he can admit that, you know, he feels alive with him or whatever, you know, like yeah. you know, he's fun. <laughs> you just told me you felt the first live in yeah. a poker game? Yeah, she's yeah. all upset about it. Right. I don't know. I just felt like she. There was a place. There, there was a way to have her worked into the plot a little more. That would have been far more interesting, you know, far far more character development and, and involved and sort of what should have been a, a far more complicated, you know, like emotional conflict. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why it doesn't. Maybe that's why it's not uh, higher rated on Rotten Tomatoes and yeah. stuff. It's like it's a. It's kind of a niche film. I mean, I know that. Well, I don't know, but I'm, I assume that anyone that, that plays a lot of poker or, you know, the professionals, like, they like this movie because the feel of it is so, you know, they, they mm-hmm. relate to it. But also well, yeah, because I, it's a, you know, bunch of dark rooms and a bunch of guys mostly right. sitting around. And, oh, yeah, even I, the... Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, everything I read about it is, like you said, the you know, a lot of pros like this movie because it how well it captures the tension of a, of a card game. Mm. Like, the, the look, the feel, and the tension of of you know waiting for your opponent to call or raise or and all that shit and, and flipping the cards and all you know the just the yeah how tense it all is and, and exciting and, and frustrating and crazy it can be you know and mm-hmm. um yeah yeah it's it's harder than you think i mean um i know um like uh lock Stock and two smoking barrels has a very dramatic poker game and uh, I think that's a little, a little. It's it's dramatized. The music's a lot louder, sort of more close-ups and more. It's more about him losing. Mm-hmm. Like in this, you know, Mike McDermott in the first what ten minutes or so loses thirty thousand dollars, and all you know the most he does is just sort of look down and sort of. I mean, I mean, it's. I still think it's effective. Don't get me wrong. It's just that they didn't like make you th- feel like it was the end of the world, and you know. There's somebody yeah. in, the, in the next room with a shotgun or anything. You know, it's just more, more visceral, more internally visceral, I guess. Sure. I, uh, I, I, I haven't played poker in a very long time, and I've never really played that often. Other than when we were in high school, we played all the time. But even that, we didn't play hold'em, did we? No, we never played hold'em. We played, I don't know, 
I don't play remember. It, you know, five card. Usually you know, draw. Deuces wild, draw. Yeah, mostly draw. But, uh, you know, I used to go to Vegas for work uh, a couple years in a row. And one year I went and I went and I played poker in the, the poker room at the, at the Bellagio. It yeah, was you the mentioned first, this, but yeah, I would love to hear it again. It was the first time I'd ever played poker in a formal setting, not you know, without, not with friends. And it was fucking exciting, man. And the first hand <laughs> I, I won, my hands were shaking like crazy because my adrenaline, <laughs> was, adrenaline. So, <laughs> was just so pumping. Like I, I was, it was embarrassing. Like I reached out to pull my incredibly small stack of chips. It was like a, it was like eighty bucks, and mm. I, and I, and I. At first, I was starting to grab them, but. My hands were shaking so bad, I just scooped them all towards myself. So, and then I tried to stack them up, and I almost couldn't do it. My hands were shaking so bad, so I just put my hands under the table. Someone's like, don't splash the pot. <laughs> it, was, cause it was just like, it was fucking exciting. It was so much fun. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. I, was, yeah. I don't remember what the stakes were. I was on the lowest, you know, whatever the lowest was, which is at the Bellagio probably wasn't actually that low. Yeah. For me at the time. <laughs> I don't remember what. Well, are. I think yeah, it takes more skill blinds. than 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 blackjack or the, you know some of the yeah. basic games that everyone's played. But I only played for I think I played for about two hours and I left a hundred dollars ahead and I felt pretty good about that. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I play it on my phone and you know for for nothing but nothing but uh, you know fake chips or whatever and and just sort of yeah the the I don't know there's something there is something about it that. Mm-hmm. I can't. I won't. If I won't play the game late at night because I can't fall asleep afterwards. You know, it's that. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. I'm playing for nothing. You know, it's just just somehow beating people yeah. and pulling one over on them is is especially if you can really trick yeah. someone into, into and I, <coughs> into a hand. And I I used to I used to watch the World Series of Poker every year, at least some of it. Um, years ago, I haven't watched it in a long time, but it, even I really enjoyed watching it too. Yeah, which is weird to think, watching a bunch of dudes just playing cards, right? Just some, <laughs> just some cards and some money, and and it's they. Um, I I don't know if I watched last year's, but I mean they they always have a a, a sort of a an amateur that just you know gets in on a satellite thing, or you uh, or your online player, and you never really played in the big the big leagues, and they, and they get to the final tables and they win. I mean they. Hmm. You know, you still have to be good. I don't think anyone's uh, getting completely lucky, and especially when you're when they start out and they have. Um, I think in in the movie they they don't really talk about it, but I think it's it was. He's like, why do you think it's the same five guys at the table? You know, because well, yeah. one one because they're good, but also because there's only like a hundred people that get to have a buy-in. You know, like now it's thousands of people. They have giant yeah. rooms filled with tables, and it takes you know two days or something to whittle it down to. A few tables, or much less the the final table. There's a lot of people. I mean, it's the do game they, is blown up. You know, do they they do they do regional tournaments to qualify for Vegas, or does people just go to Las Vegas with their money and buy in? They do regionals, yeah. There's, yeah. there's you know, there's events that they you can do and you can get in cheaply or or you know win your seat online mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Hmm. Um, I think yeah, somewhere in here it's it the notes. It's like well part of the reason it wasn't well-received or well-reviewed right away is because, um, you know, yeah, no Texas, no limit was not a big game in those days. Not the way it is now. I mean, it's, it's only gotten bigger since then, since this movie came out. Yeah. And, uh, so I think in retrospect, you look at this movie and you're like, 
you can relate to it more than probably we would have in the 90s. I mean, I, I certainly didn't care about poker in those days, but but yeah, it's big business. It's big. It's a big entertainment. Yeah, it's on ESPN and and every other damn channel. But I yeah, I'll I'll sit and watch those too. I'm just like I want to see how they react and stuff. I mean, my you know, have you ever seen them like just have nothing and and or or you know like they they know they have the the lesser hand and they just keep keep at it, keep at it, and then somebody will fold aces mm-hmm. or something. You're like, holy crap! You know, they just <laughs> that was just all nerve, all yeah. Anyway, it's it's a cool it's a cool game. I mean, it's. It reminds me a little bit of Sam, you know, the when we played the game Mafia, which is which is like a party yeah. card game. There's yeah. something similar about that. You know, it's like I like games where you're almost breaking the rules, but it's part of the game. You know? Like there's something nefarious about it, even though you're you're playing by the rules at the same time. Oh yeah. That's how I think. I think poker. the thing that's that interests me, like I've I've watched some of the world series. I used to actually Sometimes when I was doing like Stairmaster stuff, watch it, and that's that was my, you know, for it was mindless but entertaining to do it, um, to watch it. I think that the interesting transition is that people now do this online. Yeah, you know, like, like it's like the the whole thing of this movie is, you know, the breakthrough moment he has once he decides that he really is going to go for it. The next breakthrough moment is when he learns how to read KGB. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how, how does that translate to online? You know, like, yeah. you're not looking at anybody yet. We're actually friends with someone who does this and makes a significant amount of money, like, huh. to, to be in these games. And I was like, that is crazy to me that you can learn you can play with people online, never see a face and understand a style of play and understand the math of what you have and what's up, Mm -hmm. you know, what's in the river to be able to be a consistent winner like that. That's like a, a weird next level or alternate, you know, universe of this, that, that kind of blows my mind because it really, to me, the success of, poker for a long time was how you control your actions you know how you control your face how you control what you do yeah yep uh there's um going back to some of your earlier complaints about about the reality of of the underground clubs there's actually an an espn.com article from uh, I think 2003, 2004, about the movie and kind of what's in the movie and what the real life research was or things that go with it. And it turns out that not only did these guys go and play in the the World Series of Poker, they also played in underground poker clubs in New York <laughs> for a while. And then um matt damon said that in order to in order to get good at looking at cards he would play with blank cards so that he could try to have no no reaction to looking at cards he's trying to train himself to not have any reaction to the cards to actually try to be a better player um he said that he 
was not a good player and that he was <laughs> happy that the that the film company was bankrolling him um, <laughs> But a number of these things, they said that they said that the scenery. So, like you said, the underground scenery. They said they that in the movie, they did make it darker. Um, it was true that there one of them was in a dingy club that had these beautiful chandeliers. So, so that was, you know, they they stole elements from from their experiences of, yeah. and to to make this. But they said a lot of them were like horribly lit um with uh fluorescent lighting you know these these clubs were, were just you know fluorescent lights on the ceiling and a bunch of guys sitting around at tables yeah um so they they of course had to make it look cooler than that um yeah the, there's, uh, there's nothing like uh the casino in uh in croupier where it's all bright lights and flashy and yeah it's it's everything's cool looking in this movie sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you Hello? No, that's it. No, I got nothing more. No, I was just, you know, some of the nicknames and the, the, you know, the splashing the chips and splashing the pot, like all these things are all things that they picked up from, from playing these games. Yeah. So I think, I think that, um, I think they just accentuated real life. My complaint isn't that I think underground poker clubs don't exist. That's not, that's not it. It's the way they weave this sort of like pretty elaborate underworld that feels fantastical. Yeah, they have and to by that I mean, and, yeah, and that's movie making. I know, but so that's what I'm saying. That's why, like, I have no doubt that like, um, like there are men out there who kill for money. But I don't think the world of John Wick fucking exists either, you know? No. Like, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. What? Like, it felt totally just bananas. No spoilers in our, in our reviews. <laughs> Even John, John Wick doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing our audience. <laughs> uh, all right. One last little, little thing was that uh, a number of people said that Edward Norton was created his worm character which he did ad lib a bunch of lines for um based on ratso rizzo which is ah, dustin hoffman and sure. night cowboy yeah and mm. norton says he admires hoffman but the the character was not what he had in mind but uh hmm. but i did like that it's like oh that you know i can see that yeah i like his uh his toothpick but i but i think that's just because he didn't want to smoke because the, the character was yeah. supposed to smoke and edward norton was like nah i'm not doing it <laughs> hmm. But I like you know the the blues the so, blues brother like quality of like you know and the rest and it, you know he's getting his stuff from out of jail and it's just <laughs> yeah that was plastic a nice bag with too thick yeah. right yeah and then he throws out all the cigarettes yeah. on his way out. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah so Norton did go on to say that that he thought um, he thought Worm was was Bugs Bunny dressed up as Keith Richards that he saw himself <laughs> as a you know, he sees Bugs Bunny as this always scheming character who's always trying to be two steps ahead and beating yeah. whoever he's up against and kind of laughing about it all the way. And that, um, so he was just, you know, as long as you're comfortable with that, you know, sort of philosophically that, and accept it, then that it's not about the game. It's about the hustle. Yeah. And right. He's not even so, playing poker in, when he's in the joint. Right. You're playing hearts. You know, right? Yeah. yeah, he doesn't care. He just wants to beat him. Yeah, hmm. 
<laughs> and then uh. yeah, throw away their cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Have some seeds since he worm. Well, that I thought was a great scene because it just shows like what type mm-hmm. of person he is. You know, like well, he doesn't yeah. even want the cigarettes. He just wants to win. He just yeah. he's going to do anything to do it. He doesn't care about screwing other people. Mm-hmm. Right there was the warning sign. Yeah. I I think we've talked a lot about the poker stuff, but I think I really like to know if someone watched this has no interest in poker and still likes the movie because I feel like hmm. it should do that. I mean, even though it is pretty deep in the lingo and and it does it does help to like poker or or at least know the game, you definitely could watch it and not focus on the cards stuff at all, really, and just yeah, the character sure. stuff. Yeah, the performances are really great. Like, I, I think, you know, my wife likes this movie. I don't think she gives a fiddler's fuck about poker. I don't think hmm. she cares at all. Unless she enjoys the movie. There's one Because, I mean, it is, it, you know, it, it, Matt Damon and, and, and uh, Edward Norton are great in it, you know. They're yeah. really good. They have a good chemistry. Um, yeah, they have good chemistry. Um, I feel like Edward Norton's a little flashier, you know, like he, he, he's, he's, he's kind of a scene stealer. Um. The guy I mean, they're they're both you know they're both they're, they're, yeah he's good uh, he's good and uh, I mean I would I, I like what you said about John Malkovich like his accent is bananas <laughs> like it makes <laughs> it makes his performance in Con Air seem subtle you know <laughs> um, but you know if you could just like sort of accept it it's just it's it's fun you know yeah. it's great he, yeah him, like just chewing the scenery like a goofball. And, uh, you know, Martin Lando's fantastic. But, yes, also. You know, and Edward Norton and Matt Damon were riding pretty high at this point. Actually, I'm kind of surprised that this is the movie they each chose to do. Because on paper, this doesn't really feel like a winner. And it wasn't really that successful at the time. Right. But, like, Matt Damon is coming off of winning an Oscar for Goodwill Hunting. And then he was in Saving Private Ryan. Actually, you know? I think he was... This is still in post-production when they... Like, when he's when he's shooting this, he's not... He doesn't yet have the Oscar, but it's right. It's real close. Oh, but I mean, you know, he, he, yeah. I mean, he was encouraged under fires in the rainmaker. Those were mm-hmm. pretty well received and then goodwill hunting and same prayer. And then this. So, yeah. But then of course, after this, he does dogma, which is dog shit. Yeah. You know, as a, as a favor to Kevin Smith, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Um, so that, you know, and then Edward Norton, you know, he, I think he won an Oscar for primal fear. Or he was nominated. I don't know if he won, which is an incredible performance. Yeah. And like one of his first film roles. Well, he and was then, doing, so that goatee he has in the beginning, that was, it said that that was the one he had for American X. That was American the same. History, yeah. Aaron History X. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Did so he, you had Primal Fear, People versus Larry Flint, which made a huge splash and American History X, you know, so he's riding pretty high too. And then he does Rounders and then he does Fight Club, which was huge. Hmm. I think both these guys proved they were, you know, they they both did a good job acting. I don't think this was a, maybe you're saying it was a little risky, but I mean, they definitely were, you know, showed their chops, you know? Yeah. yeah. I just think on paper, like this, it's an odd choice. Hmm. Well, you play the part you're dealt, right? Yes. <laughs> um, so I don't. There's one note in the IMDb trivia that's that's kind of poorly written, but I, I thought it was interesting. It's it's um, you know Matt Damon was interviewed. He said oh, it was really a big deal to get John Malkovich for this film, 
And the first take he did, he did that very, you know, big over the top performance, even probably more so, but it was the first time and, and the crew applauded and praised him how, for how great it was. And Matt Damon kind of had a confused look on his face and, and Malkovich leaned over and he said, I'm a terrible actor. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, and it says Matt Damon's take on that was, well, he was trying to show him that if you get to the point where no one gives you a straight answer, it's dangerous. Like if you, if you start believing what everyone thinks about you, then you're in trouble. You know, I don't think, I don't think Malkovich is saying I really am a terrible actor, but he, but he knew he was overdoing it. And I also think that, you know, that that's, even though that's what we want, it's still like, okay, you're, there's, you know, there's different forms of acting and, and, you know, this movie isn't, isn't cartoonish, but that, that character is, you know? I don't know. I don't know. But still, I still, I still love it. I still love the way. Yeah. You know, he goads him and he had that little subtle, like, uh, it's, you know, he paying you with my, with uh, your money, you know? <laughs> it's like, what? And that is actually the, I mean, the worst decision of an entire film is that right there. Because yeah. if you think about that, he, yep. he got that 20, he had won 20,000. So he had, he was up five, if I'm, County, right? Right. He was paid everything yeah. back up five. Yeah. So he give half of his loan back and, you know, and he's out of there. Like he, the, the threat of death and dismemberment is, is gone. All he has to do is stand up and walk out, but he's like, you can't win much either. So he, then he, so he basically goes against his principle or goes back to the beginning of like, I don't want to be, um, Kanish. I don't want to be the guy that, that grinds it out his entire life and never takes a shot at something bigger. So it's, it, I don't know if that's, if that's perfect for his character or if that's just, or what, but I, I know it's a dumb decision and, and yet you still want him to do it. You're like, yeah, yeah, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I just, it's weird how you, you know, I don't know. It's, I just love that stuff. I love the way that it plays with everybody's characters and, and I don't know if, if worm, if worm hadn't screwed them all up. I mean, I don't know who, who knows what happens after that. Yeah. I think it said there was a novelization where, you know, he goes to Vegas and starts his career. Um, but I mean, the fact that it ends with him in the cab, not even out of New York yet, but on his way to Vegas is a interesting way to, to like not really tie anything up, but just give you the hope because the whole thing is about his future. Right. Yeah. That's how, that's how I took it. It was like, it's about him. What's, what happens next? What's he going to do? Especially now that he's done with, done with the law career stuff. He was like, okay, well, I'm on my way. And it did occur to me, like, that he, I think, you know, goes to what Cohen was saying about her character not being big enough, her role not being big enough. It's like, he was doing fine. I mean, everything was going, like, nothing had really happened. I guess, I guess the, the, the vignette about, like, him seeing... Johnny Chan and then taking taking a pot off of him was what made him go okay I'm I gotta take my shot I gotta I gotta throw it all on the line and then go to Vegas but <laughs> was that what he's gonna do I mean would he didn't she wasn't on board with that it's the only thing that doesn't really kind of fit with the rest of the plot it's like well he just decided he just woke up that day and was like okay this is the day I'm gonna go I'm gonna pull money out of the artwork and out of my pillow and 
uh, throw thirty thousand. No, it's because it was because <clears throat> he he explained it. He he said he was playing at wherever the hell, and he and a guy walked in, sat down in front of him. It was Johnny Chan, mm-hmm. and they played a hand or a couple of hands, and it came down, and they they were going head to head, and right. and and he outplayed him in that one he hand, said, and he and he said, and "I had rags." <laughs> yeah. And that he got bold then because of that and went back. Yeah, he proved it to himself. But, but I mean, so did he go the next day, the next weekend? I mean, like, how? why did he decide then that, okay, I have to do this right now? Because. Because he could? I mean, because <laughs> yeah, he, he's so like, he, I just, he's coming I just off kicked a major victory. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I just kicked Johnny Chan's ass. I got to keep this momentum going. Yeah. Maybe that's part of what Sam was saying. Like, well, maybe he, that was the gambling addict part of him. Hard right? to say. Yeah, I don't know. All right, I got a nitpick in. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what, what are we going to do next? Wait, I got a nitpick. Uh, no, please. Yeah. The the scene where he first intrudes, not intrudes, but shows up at Martin Landau's poker game. That was yeah. like perhaps the one scene yeah. that felt... Czechoslovakia, you know, those things they were saying. It, 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 it just felt <laughs> he, the way his, the, what he does in that scene feels, feels um, exaggerated, perhaps even impossible or fake. You know, like uh, the one judge is like, you've seen half the hand. How are you betting into us? Well, just like the way Matt Damon's like, well, you've got this, you've got this, you've got this, mm-hmm. and you've got this. Like knowing exactly what they're holding is virtually impossible. You can yeah. know. Yeah. A rough idea, right? You can have an idea like maybe what sort of, you know, by the way they bet, right? He knows whether they have something or not, or whether they're bluffing or not. But to say you've got a pair of fives or whatever the fuck he says, well, he's not. Felt, they're not playing Hold'em though. They're playing they're something else. No, because he's saying he's like, oh, you fold that on Fourth Street, and you know, like, like he knows what they're what they were drawing. It was some kind of draw game, because Still, he knows, yeah. I mean, that, no, that, I agree. That, that I didn't feel. I agree with that. I don't think that's. And there's, a, there's, there's something about Matt Damon's performance in that scene I don't like either. I don't like the judges in that scene. I, I think they're, they're too on the nose. They're like, yeah. Check to Martin Lewis over there. Like they're all, you know, they're all having such a <laughs> great old time yucking it up. But, uh, but they're terrible right. cards. Like, like, why are they so good at the card lingo if they are terrible cards? <laughs> also, if you like. It also felt a little odd that this dipshit, this kid just walks in and starts taking chips off of the stack and throwing them in. You know, oh, we're in, we're in. We? What are you fucking talking about? They're just going to let this this kid walk in and start playing with Martin Lando or for him? Yeah. <coughs> yeah. That's my nitpick. That scene. I get it. But oh, yeah, that movie I... sucks. Oh. <laughs> it's awful. Sorry, I blew it. Find the negative and <laughs> piece <burn> of crap. <laughs> All right, and it, I mean we can. Oh well, let's let's briefly mention this that there was a sequel in the works and it's still been talked about. There is a Rounders two, but it's never it's more mythical than anything at this point. Like they keep talking about it. We didn't also we didn't talk about the director at all really. Um, John Dallas is kind of a neo noir um, expert, or like, I don't know, he's an expert, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says, you know, that, that all his stuff has been pretty much noir film. Yeah. Um, I also, like, really quickly, the music, I think, is a bit, plays a big part in this. Um, t- like, mood-wise, I don't know, it's like there's, 
There's like Duke Ellington. There's a lot of jazz, but not not too heavy-handed. I don't know. I mean, maybe Cohen, you guys might might disagree, but I I, I actually have no real memory of the music. Yeah, I think it doesn't it get in the way. It didn't stick with me at all. Right, but I think it does add. Yeah, like I think it's the way that they p- used it was effective. Yeah, I can't really. I don't need to go into it more than that, but I liked it. I dig it. All right. What are Double we ups. Do? Oh, yeah, we didn't do those either. Jeez, what are we doing? Yeah. Uh, we Just blabbing so much. Uh, what um, was the one I... Martin you Landau. mentioned Martin Landau. Did we know what movie that's from? It's from um, my, my crappy picks. Is Is we... You? Or <laughs> I, I, I or? know, it's you. <laughs> oh. It's, um, it's the... Uh, uh, we did it along with Predator. Oh. Uh, the, uh, what's it's got I more than one names. Like, uh, I forgot what it's called. Without Warning uh, without is warning. one name. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, Without Warning. Yep. All right. And then... Uh, well, um, we have another one. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, uh, Petra. Yes. Double Up. She, anybody? Oh, she was in uh, the Fam Jansky, the, the Bond, the Bond movie. She's yeah. in the Bond movie, yeah. Sure <laughs> Did you just screw her name up? <laughs> Is it not Fam Key Jansen? Fam Key Jansen. Fam Key Jansen. I did. I said Fam Jansky. Fam Jansky. Awesome. Yes. I'm killing it. Any more? I think there's one more, maybe. Oh, I missed it then. Shoot. I was not prepared for double ups. We were just going to gloss over it. Our diehard fans out there are like, where the F are the double ups? Come on, man. No, nobody's saying that. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> he just, all right. He just, it just reminded me of what you, what'd you call Fam Jansen? <laughs> Fam Jansky. <laughs> it just reminds me of. You guys remember when John Travolta at the Oscars called the Dina Menzel? Adele Dazim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> oh John. my god, that was so funny. <laughs> Adele Dazim. What? Anyway. <laughs> All right. Yeah, to tell you what we're doing key. next. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that if I give you any realistic clues, you'll you guys will get it super quickly. Oh. But um, anyway, we're going Wesley Snipes for starters. Ooh. Oh, dude, is it got, it's got to be Passenger 57. <laughs> <laughs> it is, isn't it? No? Nope. No? Okay, good. I'm kind of glad, though. always bet on black? Come on. <laughs> Not this time. It's, it's, a, it's such a good a good transition from rounders. It is, actually. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah, that was, that that was a good line. Uh, is it Especially how he's like, you ever play roulette out of nowhere? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nope. Not played. Uh, is it a Spike Lee movie? Is it 90s? Nope. Nope. Not 90s? Nope. Hmm. <gasps> Wait, do we say New Jack City? Nope. It's not that either, okay. I didn't oh, say is it White Men Can't Jump? Nope. Damn. It's not 90s. That's, that's a good one. That Are you waiting movie. to give us another hint that we have? Is it Wildcats? <laughs> we can't we'll shut up. We keep guessing. You try to give us I was just going to try to say that he's not the main star. Okay. Yeah. He is one of the top build people somewhere. Okay. You know, and Rene Russo's in it too. 
It is hmm. also not the main star. Uh, Rene oh, Russo. wait. We're doing Major League? Yep. Oh. Holy crap. <laughs> I can't believe I, know I it's didn't on both think of, of your that lists. I can't believe <laughs> I didn't think of that immediately. I was like, God, no matter what I say about this movie, but I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it in over twenty-five years. So. What? Yeah. Wow. You should watch it. You're. I have not seen it since we watched it like a hundred times. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it's free on Pluto, or you can get it elsewhere on subscription, like Paramount Plus. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, yeah, I hadn't seen it in a zillion years, so excellent to see it. I'm Sweet. looking forward to watching it for the thousandth time. <laughs> it keeps getting better and funnier every time I watch it. Okay. Well, it's still baseball season, so. Mm. 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 I guess. All right. Yeah, what yeah. a feel-good winner. Oh, there's a tie-in. You know, the game of baseball is basically rounders. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a modified version of rounders that they play in England. Because you know? no? okay. they round the bases. Yes. <laughs> All right. That's enough. <laughs> Movie buff. Well. Yeah. Oh, Dennis Haysbert. Yeah, man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. No. <laughs> I'm out of here. See, see, Pedro. Well, well hold, despite hold this, this flub at the end, I still think this has been one of our best podcasts ever. Yeah. Uh, undoubtedly. <laughs> undoubtedly. Our best and pod. And you can take that to the bank. <laughs> Radio. Okay. Join us for Major League. This has been the Film with Three Brains. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> Is that uh, third Close Encounters of the Third Kind? No. <laughs> See you next time. Fuck. <laughs> 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 I'll kill her, no filler. <laughs>